Hey, welcome back to season four of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. On this episode, we want to welcome special guest, a forward for the SIJHL's Thunder Bay North Stars, EJ Paddington. EJ, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for jumping on. I know we were just chatting before we... uh jump live onto this podcast as naturally happens the conversation starts flowing and we just got to get this thing recorded um, oh, me and him are already gonna bond buddy we got a northern <laughs> ontario boy that loves the habs you gotta love this guy that he is and let's get into that uh so actually ej tell us about yourself and your hockey life yeah i mean uh, i've been playing since i was four or even three we had a backyard rink growing up um, this is actually the first year we haven't done it since I've been playing and, uh, got two siblings. My sister plays at Minnesota state and, uh, my brother, nice. he's younger. He's, he's still, he's still bantam. So, so, so your sister plays at Minnesota state. Yes. Yeah, she said, yeah, yeah. That's in uh Mankato. She plays for the women's yep. team there. Awesome. Forward defender. Yeah. She's a forward too. Okay. Awesome. Family cup forwards here. Um, yeah, well, my brother's defenseman. He he switched it up, but okay. But... <laughs> well, something somebody for your uh. Well, now you need a goalie. Do you have another sibling? I don't know. All right, Dad. Get <laughs> no, in you know what? Actually, I I always wanted to be a goalie when I was like really young, and my dad never let me. <laughs> yeah, what's it's funny because my my dad when I decided to put the pads on was pretty pissed. Because I, yeah. I went in, did well, loved it, and then the coaches kept wanting to throw me back in, and then he was pissed off because right away he knew he was going to be having to work a lot of OT to get the <laughs> to get the equipment, which still is about the same price. It's one thing that's consistent. I'll tell you guys, except for sticks, was goalie equipment. Yeah, it's always been about the same price. So a glove was always a glove. Like I'll have to go back and price it now, but it looks like they're still relatively similar in price, but. You're paying for the like the different levels of like equipment too. The same levels cost the same price. So I was never that good of a goalie, so I never got that good of equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why did you, uh, EJ? Why did you, why did you pick uh, a forward position? I like scoring goals. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I just I just didn't. I, whenever I got the puck, I just wanted to go to the other end and just score. So kind of. Well, I mean, that's every kid more for the most part, but I think that was probably it. Like, yeah, I'm, and that I'm trying to, to think be drafted, of a defender, eh? right? Like, when when somebody wants to play defense, you know, what's the inspiration for defense, right? And like, unless you've got a family member that did it, like, you gonna you understand tendies, right? Yeah. You wanna you wanna break the guy's hearts. So you wanna be the big hero back there, and it's the same thing as a forward, right? You wanna snipe and get a good goal. But I'm gonna have to ask the defender, like, what made you pick defense, right? Yeah. Um, Guys that love the equipment, right? That right away are like, I can't wait to strap it on. And then just nutcases that want to go, you know, <laughs> love having pucks ripped at their heads. So that would be you, Steve. Yeah. I like the equipment. Me. The equipment brought me in. Like, of course, we couldn't afford it because our family, well, we couldn't afford hockey. So I couldn't really play hockey until I got on my mm -hmm. own at 18. So then I could afford my own equipment with my first job. But, uh, and I got it. But uh, I got the cheap stuff because that's what I could afford. No, I think yeah, you either have to be a, you have to be wrong in the head. Uh, I think that's usually you like the equipment or you're wrong in the head to be a goalie. <laughs> but forward makes sense because I mean, 
yeah, you, you, you know, you get to do those sellies and us goalies really don't have sellies until the end of the game. If we get a shutout or a very dramatic nice shootout game. win, Merz yeah. with his, his, his sellies. Do <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> you got any sellies of your own? Ah, uh, I don't know. Nothing crazy. I, I'd say my go-to if, if it's a big goal is bow and arrow. Okay. It's a classic one. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. But nothing one. crazy. Maybe, maybe a little also... sword, little sword tuck with my stick. But <laughs> do you uh do you trip attendees or do you just let your play do the talking? Uh I don't I don't really get into a lot of chirping, but I will if I get heated and get into it. Like it just kind of just depends on how the game's going. All right. So more of a reactionary type of thing if it's getting a yeah. little chippy out there. All right. Yeah. So yeah, and you let your play do the talking. You get out there, it's all business until somebody's being an a-hole and you have to put them in his place understood <laughs> or yeah. one of us chris by the way picks a fight for him right because <laughs> that's what yeah he's like to do <laughs> okay i like i like i mean yeah you know your goal you're gonna have like five other guys back you up but yeah i i like handling it my own but uh my teammates wouldn't let me um <laughs> so i liked it i mean it's probably why i'm a little bit messed up in the head at this point you know you shouldn't like getting hit but we also take pucks at the head so What's really the difference? Some of these guys can't punch anywhere near as hard as a puck hits you in the helmet. There's actually a goalie fight in our league uh, last week. Nice. Was there? Looking yeah. it up. What teams? Uh, it was Kenora and uh, Fort Francis. All right. I'm looking that up after the podcast. No, I have a, I have a video of it. I can send it to you after. Oh, yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah, do that. There we go. That, yeah. that saves Steve. Steve doesn't have flow hockey. Do you have flow hockey, Steve? I do not have flow hockey, sir. Oh, you're missing out. Flow Hockey sponsor us. Yeah, go ahead. Flow Hockey, then I'll yeah, sponsor us, and I'll jump all over that. So, you're a northern boy. Tell us about your life in Thunder Bay. Uh, well, right now, I'm I'm taking some online classes. I graduated high school last year, so nothing too, too crazy. Just, you know, our team workouts, hitting the gym on my own, or practices, nothing too crazy. But uh, last year was a bit more chaotic because I played junior year early. And uh, with with high school, it was a bit bit more busy. Yeah, no doubt. What do you get up to though uh, outside the hockey rink in Thunder Bay? Uh you know what? Hockey has kind of just been all I've ever really done. I mean, like obviously, I played I played other sports. I, I play uh, tennis in the summer, and um, I do uh, I do my own lawn care, and. Uh, yeah, no, like I keep busy, but uh, hockey's kind of just the thing I've always done. It's, it's what I do probably ninety percent of the year. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Well, that's yeah. kind of like it's, it's kind of the northern thing, right? Well, you can yeah. say Canadian thing, but you know, we grew up uh, where I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, if we weren't playing ice hockey, we were out playing street hockey. And the funny thing is we would play what we call foot hockey, which is essentially soccer with a tennis ball in the schoolyard, but we called it hockey because huh. <laughs> we couldn't call it soccer, right? It had to be hockey. So that's, well, yeah. that, that's what we did. Yeah. Like growing up, it was always, if I wasn't at practice, I'd be at home on the rink with my brother and sister or playing mini sticks here in the basement with my brother. <laughs> Those are some epic battles, aren't they? Oh yeah. Or even, even like just playing playing the NHL games. Like 
I remember, yep. I think my first NHL video game was like 13, maybe. Like, just the, just, it's always hockey. It always seems to be hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, There's already, again, nothing what? wrong with that. Go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, well, I already know you're a good man because you're uh, drafted to the Habs and you're a Northern boy, but you're also a Habs fan. Uh, who do you like on the team right now? I like Caulfield. I mean, he's, he's so slick. Yeah. Yeah. And um, don't get Steve started. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. But, uh, well, I mean, Slaff has looked good the past little bit here. Yeah, he's, he's only to... yeah, he's only twenty years old. So, to me, what's weird with uh, expectations when somebody goes in the first round, especially you know a higher pick, is that they're supposed to hit the ice and be a McDavid, right? Um, right. You know, Bedard's a freak of nature too, right? So oh, you're yeah. gonna get those, but. You know, at Slefkowski's age, he's a great big boy and it's growing into the game. And what a coach to have in St. Louis just to be patient and just teach him the game yeah. that goes along. Well, uh, I think I think since St. Louis came there, he's kind of helped out with all the young guys. Yeah. No, I think he's, he's in my opinion, one of the best player coaches out there, right? Like he yeah. a, a guy that was undrafted and understands the game that had to fight everywhere he had to go. You know, and keeps disproving. You know, it, it happens again. Like, you know, teams passed up on Caulfield because he was a small player, right? Yeah. I don't know when the hell they're going to get over that because how many teams are kicking themselves in the ass for not taking him now? Well, and now look at Lane Hudson ripping up Division One. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the Habs are going to have the best defensive core in the next two years in the NHL. They're They're, yeah. they're just so stacked, you know, with so much D. Monty's starting to do really, you know, really well and come into zone. So we just need that next keeper. But our guy down in the AHL, the one you were just talking about the other day, uh, Chris, the one that we, the one from Sweden, I think he was uh, at one point a Toronto Marley, yeah. and then the Habs. Yeah, he was one of the. Uh, he was a. He was a one of the uh, during COVID, one of the bubble goalies, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they were, um, but uh, I think he was with Toronto or Nashville. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, now I can't remember his name. Let me look him up. Go ahead, keep doing. This. I can't. I can't pronounce his name anyways because he's. I think he's Finnish. <laughs> so if I can't pronounce French Canadian, here we go. You know. Now, if you could, guy. if you can emulate any sniper in the league, whose game would you want to? You know, whose game would you want to emulate? As a player, I kind of play it like I'm a I'm a power forward. I'd say, but like. Like I, I'm six foot three. I'm a big guy, mm-hmm. so I like to use that. Like I, I like to say I play like Ranton maybe, or like I feel like I, I don't know, Ranton. I like to watch. He's a good player. He's a big guy. What they call him the Moose. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got nice mitts for such a yeah, big boy, right? Exactly. And really yeah. quick on the reaction, so he's fun to watch. And. Uh, like I like watching watching dry sidle, his vision. I feel like he sees the ice really well. Yeah, and he's an, he's another one. He's a great big boy, and then when he wants to, he can handle the physical part of the game too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, think I, like, to, I like to see you cut in front of the net like Josh Anderson, but have dry saddle hands. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> that's what my dad said actually. He said he thinks I play a lot similar to Anderson. Well, that's not a bad style, man. Like, if you're not scared yeah. of the corners, you'll drive the net hard. He's just a little snake bitten this year, you know. Yeah, it happens. 
you know, and then with all the injuries, just the inconsistency of being able to keep lines together and play, right? But right. it's not a not a bad player. If your dad says you look like a Josh Anderson, well, <laughs> just don't be the Habs killer, man. Like, if you get drafted against us, because he was killing us when he was on Columbus all yeah. the time. So, um, so obviously, I think you'll still do it. If he gets drafted, he plays against you. He's not letting up. <laughs> you, you, if you don't get picked up by your hometown team, you tend to try to roast him. Yeah. I mean, that's usually how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Most memorable game so far. I mean, you've had a lot of hockey, you, you know, you basically live for the sport. Like I think if Steve could, he would, but you know, he has to take care of like kids and, and feed them and stuff. So he has a job and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about one of your most memorable moments so far playing hockey. Uh, okay, the one one game specifically that kind of stands out was last year. Uh, we were in the playoffs and we were in the game seven. It was, a, I think it was, this, yeah, it was the semifinals just to go to the final. And we we were down in the series initially 3-1 and we came back to bring it to seven. And this game was like just back and forth the whole game. I think it was... Two two three three. We went into overtime, and uh, they had a penalty shot. No, they had two penalty shots in overtime. Actually, two penalty shots in OT. I swear to God, yeah. So I think one of them was a like clear cut breakaway, just got hauled down, and the other one was a puck on the in the crease. Somebody put their hand on it. Ah uh-huh. ha And our goalie stopped both of them, and we went to double overtime, and we we won the game in double overtime, and so it sent us to the final. That's crazy. I had it. Yeah, so as, as a goaltender, I'll tell you this much, man, is I'd much rather face the breakaway. Like I'll take either, right? I'll take the penalty shot, but I'd rather have the pressure of somebody on somebody's tail and that guy second guessing himself, you know, than somebody like hauling a guy down. Like if he's by you, let him go. You know, that's just me. Like unless you're right beside him, you take a two minute one, right? Then you can live with that one a bit. But I remember I was yeah. playing – oh, God, I forget where I was, but uh, it, it was a close game. We were up 2-1, to one and, you know, my defender got caught way out of position. The guy had, you know, like at least five strides on him. He threw his stick, completely missed him. So the guy got to come in and take the shot, so I stopped it. Then I stopped him on the penalty shot. Then after I stopped on the penalty shot, he came over to tap me, and I, I just looked at him and said, don't ever do that again. <laughs> you know, let him come on me, man. And if you're going to throw your stick, at least hit him, right? Knock yeah. the puck off. So, yeah, the, the covering the hand on the crease, in <laughs> the crease, that one's killer. Uh, if I was the 10 too, I would have been like, oh, boys, you're killing me here. What? Yeah. Those radar defenders can cause us goalies, I tell you what. So the, the, the forwards don't get as much hate. It depends. Sometimes we definitely can throw some shade at our forwards. You know, you're definitely not exempt. But yeah, the defender should know better with certain with certain things. Like, if, yeah. if it's a shot from the blue line, just if you're not going to block it with your body, get the hell out of the way. Don't yeah. put your stick there. Um, yeah, don't put losing games. Clear, just clear the bodies. So yeah. you know, we'll get onto this one afterwards because I now hate, like me personally, I hate the new NHL where the guy just straddles the middle of the ice and tries to take away the pass that puck goes over 90 percent of the time with the way these guys shoots in the back of the net let me take the shooter that's how it always used to be in hockey yep that's how we both grew up in hockey yeah defenseman goes and grabs the guy that that could could receive the pass give the goalie the shot right let him take the other threat yeah. yeah, but hey, what do I know? There's experts out there that have got some sort of advanced stat and analysis on this now, right? But hey, um, 
Where's your favorite place to snipe on a goalie? Not saying that some place you always score, but which one do you love the most? Where do you love beating the tendy? Um, I mean, I love short side. Obviously, it's hard, but like if I'm coming down, like I'm playing left wing. If I'm coming down on my left side, I like going the short side, high blocker. But uh, it's it's low percentage, so I mean, <laughs> it's tough. Well, I like you see a lot of guys now. Like it's becoming a big thing going like low glove. Or going like right along the ice, even like a lot of guys in the NHL. You look at Matthews; they're beating a lot of goalies low. So that's kind of something I've tried to like get into. Because as as a shooter, I've always used to like I've always shot high, really. Mm-hmm. And like low looks like it's kind of becoming a thing where it's it's working for guys. So, well, if you freeze the tendy, right? If you can, because that's the problem with Matthews. You know, he's got a bomb on him. So right. if you can freeze the goalie for a second and get him to hesitate and you snipe low, it's going to stop that reaction from dropping, right? Yeah. So, and then, you know, low, like I always laugh, low glove, um, you know, it depends on where it is. It, it can be a hard stop. But I never understood, you know, guys not going low blocker because low yeah. blocker over, you it's know, hard. the further you go across, across on the, you know, towards the ankle if the goalie's down, it's yeah. harder to stop because it's just not as a natural movement with the glove, right? So, right. Um, you know, when I was coaching, you know, and telling, you know, the, the players where to shoot on the goalie, I was like, oh, all day long, go low blocker. You'll, you'll <laughs> light most of them up unless he's just a giant out there, right? Which, yeah. unfortunately, is like 80% of the goalies in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're, you're, you're 6'3". How are, how are your hands with uh, – for tipping shots in front of the goalie, screening and mucking it up. Do you do you enjoy that part of the game? Yeah, actually, like I feel like like my hand eye is pretty pretty good. Like I like to like power plays or even just regular like even strength. Puck always seems to get to the point, and I always find myself in front of the net. Like I think like I've probably had a handful of goals, just deflections between this year and last year, probably five to ten. Like. It's just something a lot of guys overlook. Like you look at Nichushkin in the NHL; like he's so good at it. Yeah. Well, if if you gave him size, Gallagher—that's where he's made his living, right? Yeah, exactly. If you imagine if Gallagher was Anderson size, then you're talking—you right. know—that much. You know, he'd be even that much better. He's not doing too hot right now, but that's what happens after you take multiple Shea Weber bombs to your body. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't help. I think I think I think uh, Gallagher, after crying initially when Weber was retiring, because he wanted to win the cup, was also freaking relieved. Uh, <laughs> he always found a way to get in front of those bombs. But yeah. uh, uh, so, do you have a favorite? Uh, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do the favorite moves against a goalie because I don't want uh, I don't want any listeners here to to snipe that yeah. idea. <laughs> um, so, um, but. How about some favorite, like, uh, you know, because he's like 90% of his life is hockey. Uh, do you lean towards any particular brand of hockey equipment? I've or does your used... league specifically have a sponsored brand? No, we don't. Okay. Personally, I've always used CCM sticks. Uh, okay. Like right when the first, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was a, uh, it was like the one that had the metal in the blade. It was a white white stick like they had just started yeah i guess can't remember the name of it but that was when i first started using ccm i think i was probably in peewee 
Okay. And before that, it was like, I mean, maybe Reebok before. And, uh, but yeah, no, I've always used CCM. It's just kind of been what I've done. I tried Bauer. I've had a few Bauer sticks, like maybe one or two, but never really made the switch. All right. So you stick more with what you know with the CCM. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you basically, did you put your own pads together when you played hockey? Because they didn't make pads yet? Did you just attach pillows to your... Chris has got a baby face, but he's as old as dirt like I am. Uh... Still younger than you, buddy. <laughs> Actually, you know, the, the beauty part was playing for us. Uh, we had My dad purposely didn't finish the basement because he wanted us to be able to shoot pucks. Like, I always thank my mom and my dad because, you know, I, I wasn't initially a goalie, but even as a goalie, you'd still work on your shot. And I couldn't imagine being upstairs and just hearing a thud against the wall every 30 seconds. <laughs> of that puck just ripping there. But we used to have epic, uh, you know, ball hockey battles downstairs in our basement. We'd actually use shin pads as our goalie pads because you could slide. So it gave you that little feeling oh, of ice. Okay. So you kick the shoes off so you could slide across and do stuff. Uh, we also had a specific area for slap shots, though, because my older brother would want to just stand two feet in front of me like a total a-hole and rip one up about again around my head. But uh and that was that was the life back then. But uh, now going back to because as goalies are a superstitious beast, um, yeah, we're we're weird. Um, do you have pregame rituals that you have to follow all oh, the time, or are you a little bit a little bit more lax? <laughs> no, it's it, I need to stop. Actually, it's it's getting a bit out of hand. Like I need to do the exact same thing every single game. It's like same. Like I get the rink. I'm always like first, second to the rink. Uh, when we're in town, I do like just the same pregame stuff, hang around, play, play sewer with some guys. And then uh, like we have our team warm ups, whatever. I got this little routine. I take my stick, I roll out with my roller and then start getting dressed. I don't know. It's this, I kind of started it last year. And ever since then, I haven't been able to get out of it. Ah. Stick with it if it's working, man. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's I'm just everything I do, it's like if it works once, I'm like, okay, well, I, sh I need to do this again, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really superstitious that way, but yeah, as long as it keeps you locked in and ready to go, because you know, I could be screwed up as easily as some idiot trying to talk to me before a game. Oh, um, 100%, everybody need to stay yeah. quiet, like just pipe down, boys. I'm trying to get in my zone, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Yeah, some people don't have any superstitions. Other ones, it's it basically drives their lives. I'm, I guess I was never a superstitious goalie, which is probably why I was never that good anyway. But um, you know, I, I just I figured my the thing that got me ready for a game was just to be angry. I couldn't go into a game happy. I had to go into a game angry. But uh, so, you know, you've been drafted by Sue in the OHL. Are you looking to continue to play um, hockey in Thunder Bay moving forward? Are you exploring like different places to play hockey? Yeah, um, it's kind of something I've been thinking about. Uh, like, obviously, I love playing at home. It's it's awesome. Live at home, like, can be around my family still, all my friends, whatever. But uh, like in the future, I definitely want to try and try and move elsewhere. Like, n maybe even just for exposure. Like, it's it's better to get looks from other places, right? Yeah. But um. Yeah, no, I want to. I definitely want to try and continue to move on and play hockey after juniors. So, 
Okay, awesome. Any particular place? Are you looking to join your sister in Minnesota, or are you looking, you know? And also, who's the better hockey player? You, or your sister? Let's start a family feud. Oh well, if I answer that, then things might not go well for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, she, I'm the not second thing, the next that. time you see each other, she puts them in a headlock, and it's over. <laughs> I, I agree Maybe. with them. Don't don't answer that question. However, I will say that my older brother couldn't score on me, so. Uh, I never got a chance to play about against my younger one. Apparently he was really good and mean. And that's what being four years younger than me uh, did for him. So uh, beating the shit out of the little guy. And then he became tough as nails. So yeah. um, I'm thinking that might happen to my little brother. He's four years younger than me. So we yeah, the youngest get the, all the benefit, right? Like if he's that's playing with I you think, right yeah. now, right. And you're not going to take it easy on him. Well, no, like he, like ever since he was young, like he's been playing on the outdoor rinks with, myself and my sisters so well that's the yeah. thing like that that's the younger sibling gets in i don't that's why i think a lot of younger siblings i mean maybe this there's no research to back this up but why the younger siblings end up becoming goalies and stuff because the older siblings want someone to shoot on um i mean that was me when i was a kid to, you know yeah two older brothers and we played street hockey and everything and when you're like eight nine years old and your brothers actually invite you in it's like Oh, I'm I'm now one of them, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna play hockey with us?" To put me between two garbage cans, gave me a stick, and told me I was a goalie, and I never looked back. Um, <laughs> of course, again, he did end up slapping a puck to the point where it uh, slid my eyelid open and caused me to start bleeding. And my brothers were arguing over who my dad was gonna kill, not how, <laughs> how I was. So, but yeah, that was my introduction to hockey, and. Uh, to, to have that as like your first experience in hockey and still want to play and then still be a goalie um, is something. So, you know, you as a forward there and your sister as a forward, I think your little brother, dad, just, just take him to get his goalie pads. That's, that's what that <laughs> family wants. Yeah, no, he's, you know? I think he, he chose defenseman because my dad always told him that like everybody wants a good defenseman, right? Like, every, like yep. a defenseman are hard to find. So I think that was kind of that, the mindset behind that. Well, the yeah, and then about me was um, I was actually that's where I was playing when I was out because I just had that natural instinct for defense. And then um, you know, every once in a while, it was funny when I would play. You know, I, I would get sick of playing goal, and I want the occasional game out, and I'd go out, and they'd encourage me to keep playing defense. But then I wasn't scared of blocking shots at that age. Then again, you know, when you're nine, ten, eleven years old, the shots aren't ripping ripping your way, right? If I'm yeah. sure if a guy had a clapper like Weber, I'd be thinking twice about trying to block that. Um, but yeah, defense is, you know, especially if you're an offensive defenseman, because that position's now really changing, right? So, yeah. well, you can even look at, we'll go back to the Habs this year. The majority of the goals are coming from our defense because the defense are now engaged in the play, you know, and I love it. I love watching them jump up in the play to help out the boys. Yeah. Um, but it's like the Kale, like the that style of Kale McCarr and Hudson and those type of players, it's really taking over. You need to have one of those on your team to be successful now. Right. Who was your because now I'm gonna latch on the Habs thing? Who was your dad's favorite Hab growing up? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I don't know. I don't know if I could tell you, but I uh, I mean we have a Gila Fleur jersey here too, so I'm thinking maybe Gila Fleur. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have you gotta have the flower in there just for the flow, man. Yeah, Speaking no. of the flow, it looks like you got decent flow in the back there. Yeah, I'm thinking about cutting her off maybe okay. soon. 
<laughs> I, I would say don't cut it off. Let the, let the flow go, man. Let that flow go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mom's, mom's telling me it's time for it to go. So. <laughs> but again, one of those things before we started recording on the podcast, we were looking at your, your dad's jersey collection. So me and Steve are already fans of what he's got laying around there. Um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, both me and Steve started chatting and we became friends based off of jerseys. Um, you know, and because uh, yeah, yeah. I was living in England at the time and Steve wanted a jersey from Cardiff and uh, a friendship was born. So, and what is there it now? Go. Ten years later, Steve, how long have we actually known each other? Oh, God, dude, don't even make me think it makes me older than I already am. <laughs> yeah, it's about a decade, I think, at this point. But that was all over him just wanting to get that. Uh, because I don't think they were shipping stuff out. So you're like, hey, if you could bid on this thing and get it. Yeah, I think it was an you eBay. Know, send thing. It to like me. I saw it, and yeah. then you were able to score. Yeah, I don't I think it was eBay. I think I don't even think it was eBay because eBay you could have had it shipped or something. But yeah, there was. Um, yeah, I think it was somebody local that was selling it, and I wanted the yeah. jersey. So yeah, yeah I got. I got you were, were you trying to get a busy jersey? Was it biz nasty? Well, yeah, I was trying to get biz because he was over there at the time, right? But I was happy yeah. to get any player's jersey after that point. So just well, just wanted a different different jersey to my ridiculous collection. So back to this, EJ, if you could plan yeah. out your ideal hockey career, what would it look like? And we're talking even after retirement, you know, if you were playing as a player, what would it look like to you? Well, I mean, for myself, I kind of want to try and, like I said, try and play college hockey somewhere, whether it be in the States. Um, I mean, U sports is obviously like a good, a good place to play too. Um so yeah, I want to want to try and do that, and then obviously if I could play pro, that would be awesome. If not, then maybe try and stay in the game with like as a coach or like through management type of thing. I don't know. It's it's tough to think about right now as a player. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're still young playing and... junior. <laughs> yeah. yeah, young young guy just looking to snipe some goals. <laughs> yeah if you had a chance to play for asu out out, out in tempe arizona would you do it 100 <laughs> percent. the boy <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah i gotta get you a look if, if if you ever if they'll take a look at you you can you can stay at my place and we'll get you over the arena awesome sounds great you'll become a living babysitter just wait just take that with caution <laughs> okay <laughs> you're taking the girls to practice now <laughs> well yes see yeah, a soccer practice but that's okay that's okay uh you know it's still sport i love sports. everyone still wants to wants to pick up skating again this 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 uh winter or, or summer because uh here that's the thing man is the summers are just absolutely atrocious it's just ridiculously hot so um that's that's when i want my daughter to you know, go to, you know, practice skating because, oh God, it's great going into a hockey arena and t-shirt and shorts when it's, you know, in Celsius, you know, it gets between 40 to 46, 48. Oh yeah. 100%. She, that would be unreal. <laughs> However, if you did play hockey here in the winter, man, you, you love going in shorts, t-shirt with the bag over your shoulder, you know, walking yeah. on in the arena because that's a beauty experience. So, are any big games that are coming up that you're looking forward to? Uh, we play our crosstown rival this weekend uh, in Cam River. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the teams in our league, but uh, there's kind of two based out of 
like Thunder Bay. There's one in Oliver Poon, which is like 25 minutes from the city of Thunder Bay. So it's that's a big rivalry there. That's who we played in the final last year of our uh, of our league. So yeah, it's always it's always a big game when it's against them. What I found funny growing up in northern Ontario was anytime, even when it was outside of hockey season and we would travel to a little town, you know, it wasn't like, you know, hey, I'm going to, uh, you know, Thessalon or Sturgeon Falls. I'd always think about the team I'm playing, right? Or, you know, the team that I did play. I was always going into rivalry territory, even out, out of season, you know, yeah. and then people just talking about, you know, another town. It was just automatically, you know, again, they aren't fellow Canadians. That's enemy territory. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny, I still will drive through town still thinking that at times, you know, even though I'm 20 years removed from playing hockey. So, yeah, uh, um, it's been a while since I've been in Thunder Bay. Where's where's your favorite places to eat? Oh, um, there was one one good. Uh, it was like a Panzerati place. It was uh, called Caesar's Place, but it, it burned down a couple of years ago now. But I really like that place. But uh it's, it's a bit basic. Boston Pizza's pizza can never go wrong. Oh, buddy, um, you got to get to the Sioux. The Hound's got to call you on over there, man. <laughs> no, I actually, there's there's some good restaurants down in the Sioux, though. I, like, I went, we, my dad and I went to some local place. I don't remember names or anything, but. Yeah, there's, there's, the, the Sioux's got a big Italian population. So there's, yeah, yeah, some that's really good. It. Yeah, you don't see many chain restaurants in the Sioux, man. Like, they no. don't really last. Because every you know everybody goes to the family-owned restaurants, so it's the thing with pizza that they've got great pizza, great Italian. Um, you know you can't go wrong that way. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So I if still you think got the pizza in Buffalo is better. <laughs> I haven't eaten in Sioux. I'm just gonna talk shit when I can. But <laughs> yeah, you, that's the one you thing would... I missed. It's actually good pizza. I don't think I've had it really outside of Buffalo wings. Hit or miss. So far, it's mostly miss, but yeah. Anyway, I could talk food forever, so I'll stop again. Go for it, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I could too. <laughs> well, that's what we do: F food, food, hockey, and music and alcohol, right? So, uh, <laughs> eventually, one of the Sioux restaurants better sponsor this podcast because I bring them up so much. Um, <laughs> you do actually. You bring them up a lot. So, Sue, reach out. You know what I mean. <laughs> you got to specify specific places, though, and we got to get those listeners out of Sioux. So back to the superstition thing. Is there any? What's the music you listen to before you before you hit the ice? Um, depends on kind of what I'm feeling, but typically it'll be some some rap. But I, uh, sometimes I venture into some rock, get some Motley Crue going, Guns and Roses, or Nickelback, like that type of stuff. But recently, it's mostly just been rap. There we go. There we go. But yeah, 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 I mean, so any particular artist in in hip hop rap? Uh, I like Drake from Canada, from Toronto. Uh, Twenty One Savage. Those are kind of the two guys I listen to the most. I'd, I'd say. All right, that's that's my wife shouting for T Pain right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw EJ. Like, what the hell is happening behind you? Yeah, I was, uh, I was taking a look. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza hand around the corner in my little den in here, uh, which I could fill with hockey stuff too. So, you know, I did. 
uh, do you have particular moves you'd like to use? And I don't need to know the exact move in a, in a, in a shootout or on a penalty shot, or do you just like to keep the tendy guessing? Yeah. I try not to think about it too much when I'm going in, if I have a breakaway or penalty, like shootout or whatever. I don't know. I find if I think about it too much, then it just gets in my head and whatever. But like in, in practice, if I'm going down on our goalies, I'll just do it. Like I'll screw around, try things. Like I like, I like the one hand tuck. Um, maybe oh, a little. Did you see Monty stop from that one handed tuck? Yeah, tuck? that was crazy, actually. Yeah, and that tells me he did that. That was scouted pretty well because yeah. he was expecting that. You know what I mean? Because that was a, it was a great recovery move to stop to make that save. But yeah, yeah the one handed sure. tuck. If you pull it off, it's pretty damn embarrassing for the goalie. Yeah, no, it's it's fun to do because you gotta you just kind of gotta read what the goalie's doing, right? And then a lot of times that's kind of what I do, and I don't really decide what I'm doing until I'm in like the hash marks or whatever. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched last night. Uh, it was the Islanders. It was McLean. I think it was his first goal in front of his pops, uh, and he sprung out of the box and he deked the crap. Yeah, the same. Yeah, so I saw that goal. Oh, he just froze him. That's a beauty one to get for your first goal, right? As, as oh, opposed yeah. to like one off the shin pad or one off the face and then the net. Um, well, it's bad for me. I got I got Samsonov as my fantasy goalie. So. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> I give him credit though, man. Like, you know, him and Ranta getting dropped into the AHL and then getting pulled back up. Like uh, Samsonov's been actually better the last two to three weeks. You can't fault them for the loss last night. Um, How about Campbell? He's just still rotten down there. Yeah, that it's you know what, and this is the truth of the matter, in my opinion. the The Canadians' comeback killed him. It shot his it shot his confidence after they had us down three to one, and we came back. Especially yeah. Gallagher's goal. You know, it's not like it was a terrible shot, but it's one you want to have back. You know, it's through a screen, but. It seems to me like after that had happened, he just wasn't the same, right? He went to Edmonton and he just couldn't find his groove again. And he's having yeah. a hell of a time finding it. And, and the truth now is you're looking at, you know, a lot of goalies for team Canada going forward. I've got questions and goal to see who's going to be stepping up to, to take the reins. Now that price isn't there. Um, well, you got to hope a guy like Devin Levi kind of breaks. Up oh yeah. Here. Yeah, no, we're hoping like he's, you know, I've got faith in Levi, you know, because he's young and, you know, really hoping that in the next couple of years, he can really, you know, hone in and, and really find his game because he's been sort of up and down this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole team has. It's been a weird NHL year, man. Like, yeah, it, it's it's just been one of those years. Habs are Habs are snake bitten by injuries yet again. Like it's three years in a row of this crap. Like. That dock injury yeah. was nuts. New hook, getting your foot stuck on the back of the net. Like, come on. Like, yeah. like you're just talking about these type of, you know, BS injuries, right? But it's it's just weird hockey. Like, you don't know what version of a team is going to come out. Um, you know, you're going back to the Capitals, Chris, like, <laughs> they're a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, like, desperately trying to get into that wild card spot. But I don't think either has got enough, you know, to push deep into the playoffs. But you'll see them win a, a bunch of games in a row and then just shit the ice for the next few, right? So it's a weird one this year. Yeah, I trust you because I have, I, but just don't really watch much NHL hockey anymore. I'm pretty well locked in on 
what's happening in the junior hockey scenes of, of the the leagues I watch. Speaking of leagues, um, it might be nice for uh, also EJ to kind of you know give the listeners a little touch because we haven't yet had a uh, Superior International Junior Hockey League uh, anybody on yet. No team, no representative. So you're the, you're the first EJ. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about the SIJHL, like how many teams are in it and such? Yeah, um, there's there were seven teams last year, and then this year they we expanded. And then Kenora got a team, so there's eight now. Uh, I think they're looking to expand again next year, actually. I'm not sure awesome. if it's going to happen, but I read it that they were going to. Um, but, yeah, eight teams. One of them's in Wisconsin, and uh, the other seven are in northern Ontario, northwestern Ontario. And this year, uh, like out of the two years I played <clears> – <throat> like this year especially has been super competitive like uh, every team is every team can win on any night really but uh yeah no i think i think our league's definitely taken a step like it's it's gotten a lot better in the past couple years so you know take a look at the jerseys though chris they're actually not bad jerseys for no i'm 100 percent familiar with the jerseys remember we do the rankings and i'm pretty sure the fighting wall fighting walleye uh, ranked pretty high on my list back in 2020. They've been around for a minute. I'm not sure if they were part of the SIJHL at that point. I think they still were. Um, yeah, I think that was their but, first year. Yeah, and that that jersey's always ranked pretty high on my list. It's a pretty sick jersey. And anything North Stars is always going to be, I mean, pretty pretty easy for people like me and Steve to absolutely love. And who's a psychopath on our podcast that doesn't like the green and yellow together? <laughs> Somebody's like, no, those are those sh- those are hockey colors that shouldn't exist. I'm like, well, I think Arm Prior, I think Powell River, I think all these all these places would ar- beg to differ. <laughs> like, I love the green yellow. I got my John Casey North Stars jersey in the closet back there. I, I mean, that's what I grew up with. That's the God. I wish Minnesota would bring that back. I'm really hoping that PWHL team, Minnesota North Stars. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, maybe that it's would be a bad, It's not a bad nod, and you're gonna get. You know what I mean? You're gonna get fans that are interested. Like how? Like you would? There's there'd be old school North Stars fans that would just love going yep. out there with their, you know, their old jersey, right? So, yep. Um, and buying the new stuff, buying the PWHL Minnesota North Stars, gonna keep dropping it in there. PWHL North Stars, get the rights to it. Dallas dropped it. Dallas owns it, don't they? They shouldn't. Yeah, no, they do, but. It's it's yeah, it's one of those it. things where they can drop the rights for it, but that's that's neither here nor there. Hockey's your hockey's your entire you know your entire life, and I, I, that's the way I was growing up for like I said the the longest time. I know you're young and you're thinking about it, but when when you're retired from actual hockey, how do you see your days going at that point? You're going to be playing men's league, you know, at the age of 45 after you're done your coaching career. Are you going to be sitting on the couch like I do, beer in hand, watching multiple games, <laughs> or a combo of both? Um, that's I don't even know. I'll probably <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know I I couldn't tell you. Like I wanna I wanna play obviously as long as I can, and then move into. So you like want to Jagger it then, man? You want to be playing till you're like sixty years old? Sure. I, I, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get sick of it by then. But I don't, no, I don't think, think you possible. ever really get. No, that. you don't. Like you, you never get that sick of it when you love it. Like I yeah. took a pause for a few years because I just, you know, was busy with life. But then, it, and I, you know, I found the love of the game, you know, back again. 
So, but it's an itch. It gets in you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd still, like I say, if, if my body would hold up, I'd love to be out there with all this new equipment, you know, and just feeling like, I remember being a kid growing up and my pads, you know, would start off like probably weighing five pounds each, but it, it was all the, the, the cotton and crap that was stuffed in it. So by the third period, they weighed about 30 pounds each. So it was just brutal, man. So I would love yeah. to feel these light pads and have actual proper protection that I didn't have to feel a puck hit every bone on my body at least once in a game. So, <laughs> but I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things. Uh, I mean, EJ, there's so many options to stay around hockey. I know we've talked to a lot of players at multiple different levels. Some continue to play while some decide to shift into the, like the physical therapy side, but others shift into the coaching side. I know that the, one of the original, not one of the, the original player that we had on four years ago, Jack Jones. He said when his playing days were over, he wanted to go into coaching and he was already starting to coach, I think, uh, U12 back home when he was in Minnesota on the off seasons. I mean, it may have been U10. It could have been U14. I don't remember. It was young. And he's like, it, they're crazy just to try to, you know, um, corral, much less try to teach them some different hockey Yeah, games. yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you celebrate those wins and losses with them. So then there's sports management. You, like you had mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, trying to maybe get on the, the management side of it. There's sports management degrees, which are much bigger in Canada than they are in the United States. Uh, they exist in the U.S., but uh, they're, I, I swear they're just more recognized here in Canada. But maybe a great also place to wrap up this podcast. And listeners, if there's additional content here after and we've actually started a Patreon, you'll be able to listen to the rest of it there. But uh I think this is a great place to thank our, our special guest here, the forward of the SIJHL Thunder Bay North Stars, EJ Paddington, for jumping on the show with us today. Yeah, no, it's been it's been good. I'm super excited to have this opportunity. It's never really done anything like this, so. So yeah, he's a future future Laval Rock and Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks for thanks for jumping on with us today and yeah you're a natural you know you this is your first podcast of prop you know potentially many but uh, we also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date this is the pigeon hockey podcast with chris and steve have a great one hockey fans and remember listeners always clear your crease